Hello, ladies. We would like to welcome you to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. It is our desire for this podcast to help women to grow and be strengthened by taking the Bible and laying out God's plan for our lives. Now, throw in some laundry. If you have kids at home, send them to their room. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink because it's time for just you and God. Oh, well, and I guess us. Now let's dive right in. Hello, ladies. Welcome back out to Goodness and Gracious. This is Far Above Ruby's A Proverbs Perspective, Part 5. We would like to welcome Rachel back with us this week. Thanks for having me back. And we're going to let Chrissy start us off. So we will be covering uh, Proverbs 31, 28 through 31. Um, in this study, I found myself spending more time on a couple of the verses than I did on the others. Um, that's not to say that the other verses weren't as important. Um, I just felt God leading me um, in a couple of the verses rather than in all of them. So we'll start off with uh, Proverbs thirty-one twenty-eight. It says, her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. So we've talked before about how a woman has many mission fields, uh, but her first and foremost important mission field is her husband and her kids. Um, I've always said that if I gain everyone that I come into contact with to Christ, but lose my kids in the process, I have failed. Um, well, as we know, our children grow up so fast. Do we really want to look back on their lives and ask, where did the time go? And did you spend enough time with them and invest in them the way you should have? I know for me too, the more in order you have your house and your kids and your husband, the easier ministry is. That makes sense. So like I've talked before on here, when I put camp or churchy things or whatever, being here at the church over my housely things and taking care of my kids and stuff, like we're just a hot mess everywhere. Like I don't see my kids. We're all grumpy. We're all fighting. The house is on fire and just, you know, the circus music is playing. But when I keep those things in order, I take care of that stuff first. Then I come over here. It's just like, it's a whole different ballgame. Like it just right. all works and it flows and, real mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It feels like it, it just fits. Like there was a plan. He has a plan. And when we follow it, it's just like it, there's, it's almost too easy. Yeah. You know, when you're following his plan. Yeah. It's like, perfect like he knew what he was talking about <laughs> so with the kids and the husband um these are the are the people in her life in a woman's life that know her best uh, they live with her day in and day out year after year they know her successes they know her failures and they have watched her when times got hard and also when they were plentiful um did she remain faithful? Did she keep the main thing the main thing? Did her lessons to her family, whether in action or word, remain focused on the goodness of God? No matter what was going on, was she focused on God and how good he is? And if she stays that way throughout her life in front of her family, they will give her the honor and respect that she deserves. She's a blessing to her family and they thank her for all the hard work plus her time that she gives to her family. They will notice these things. It's not that the wife is doing this for that. She just will get that. I don't know if that makes sense. I think that makes perfect sense. It goes along with what Rachel said when, when she does what she's supposed to do first, everything just flows. And I think that's, that's the case in anything in life. So I believe that it's impossible 
to excel in one area of life spiritually and not in others. So if we are effective spiritually at home, we are no doubt effective spiritually outside of the home. Uh, you can't have one without the other. Um, if it is not balanced, we are trying to do something um, or all things separate from Christ and separate from what his plan is. So if I'm really, really good at being what he wants me to be at home, like I'm, I'm, I'm studying, I'm praying, I'm, you know, being that example to my husband and my kids, it's impossible for me to not be what I'm supposed to be for him outside of home as well. You just can't succeed in one area and fail in the other. Mm -hmm. Well, on the, the, the teaching the kids and everything I've got on my notes, God has blessed you with them to teach them about him. Why would you not do that? You know, at home, why would you not sit down and maybe read your kids a Bible story or go over some Bible stories and ask the kids questions, see what they're really learning, you know, see if they tr truly understand. I think that's very important on a wife to be able to sit down and, and do that with their kids. It's not just when they're little, though, as far as the teaching them and the spending time with them, um, but it's all through their lives. I mean, my kids are both grown, married, and kids are their own. I still want to be with them. I still want to spend time with them. I still want to not necessarily teach them about Jesus, but I want them to see how I'm living so they can still see the example that I have to set before them. Even though my daughter has taught me a lot of things with this Proverbs 31, I am far from a Proverbs 31. <laughs> I'm striving to get there, but I'm far from it. But watching my daughter grow in her marriage and being a Proverbs 31 makes me want to be one even more. I agree. So like, I agree with you. Um, being the example to our kids when they're little, that is, that is key. And that sets the foundation for, um, for them to grow up into young adults and then, and then older adults. I love the time that I get to spend with my kids talking with them. I don't so much get as much time to talk to, to CJ, um, because he's long been out of the house. Um, but I do get times here and there since Jamie still lives with me, I get, a lot of time to talk to her. Um, and she's a wife now and looking to the future to be a mother. Um, so she's building her own foundation. Um, but the precious time that I have right now with Lucas, that's, that is key for me. I don't, we don't get it very often, but when it's just him and I, you know, just spending time talking with him and making sure that he is keeping the main thing, the main thing, our jobs as moms never, they never end. No. Well, I have, I kind of broke it down to four um, important things for your children throughout their life. One is they see Jesus in you and they want that. Two is they see their mommy and daddy loving each other. Because if they don't see mommy and daddy loving each other, they're going to, if they see them loving each other, like at church, but at home, they're a totally different story. They're not going to want that. Right. Um, take them to church. To me, that's very, very important. No matter what, no if, ands, or, but I mean, if they're throwing up, running a fever, that's different. But if there's nothing else in the way like that, they need to be in church with mommy and daddy. They need to be sitting there listening and, you know, understanding. And number four, they know you love them and will always be there for them and you pray for them. I think those are very, I might not have ever showed my kids that all of this maybe growing up. And there's a lot of things that I regret, you know, now that I see all these different things and, and probably because I'm more focused in my Bible and trying to study and read and understand and learn things more. I can sit back and I think I'd give anything to be able to go back and redo all this, you know, with raising my kids. 
But thankfully, God knew my heart and he's seen their future and he stepped in and did a whole lot better job than what I ever could have, you know, to see what my kids are at now, you know, having a Proverbs 31 daughter and having my son be a preacher. I mean, what more could a mother ask for? You know, God stepped in and, and did wonders in my kids' lives. Exactly. I, I, I don't think that you're the only one. I mean, even with Rachel being what we um, strive to praise her for being, um, I'm sure that she's going to look back and have some um, regrets on just little things. So we're all going to have those. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to put Rachel up on a pedestal, like real high. She does still have growing to do. She's still a young Christian and young mother. That's how I look at it anyway. But I would say if you ask Rachel, she'd say, yeah, I still have some faults. I still have this. I still have this moving up to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to put her way up there saying, you know, she's just, she's arrived, you know. But to me, just (laughs) like you said, she's as close to a Proverbs 31 woman that I can find. You guys don't know a whole lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we do. And I think... But here's the thing. In order to be able to see that, you have to be studying it. You know what I'm saying? We have had to study this out to be able to see it that in Rachel. Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it yes. does. So God makes our family our first mission field. And if we are ex- successful in that, we can't help but be successful in the rest of um, whatever mission field he gives us. Um. If I'm doing things for my own spiritual well-being, that means I'm being faithful to prayer, faithful to um, study, church, and Sunday school attendance, I will grow as I learn what God has called me to be. So that's going to um, have an effect on me, me being my own spiritual mission field. Um, And then this will have an effect on my marriage and my children. Now I will begin to care about their spiritual lives and how they are growing and in, in conforming to Christ's image. I think I see so many times, and it's it's really sad, you have parents who want spiritual lives for their children, but haven't invested in their own selves to be what God wants them to be. And you've skipped a step when you've done that. You've you've skipped it. And it's it is an all important key step. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it kind of like a full circle type thing? You start with yourself and you kind of work with your kids and you just like grandkids and then great it's just kind of a full circle. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Well it's like it's like the airplane. You gotta put the oxygen on you first so you can save your kids. Right. You know, it's kind of that that's a very thing. good illustration. Yeah. If you haven't flown before, you don't know what that's like, <laughs> but they tell you to put your own on, and that's really hard. Yeah, that's really hard as as a parent to sit next to your kid on a plane and um, know for sure that I have to take care of me first before I can take care of them and or else I'm going to perish. Mm -hmm. And then neither one of us are going to survive. And it's the same exact thing in the spiritual life. So once I have taken care of myself spiritually, then I can begin to care about my children's lives spiritually and my husband. And then once I have prioritized these things in their rightful place, I can begin to uh, be for others, whether they're lost or saved, what God is calling me to be. And then this is how we grow the kingdom. When we think we can skip some steps, we are failing. Well, one of the biggest steps would be like you said, ourselves, (laughs) 
Sometimes yeah. we just kind of like, oh yeah, we're we're mean the Lord. We're just tight. We're good. We're yeah. good. So let's just work on our kids. No, mm-hmm. no. You need to look in the mirror and because see. they can see. Yeah, they can see those things in our lives um, that aren't right. And should we take a survey of, you know, yeah. your children, your husband, your, <laughs> exactly. your family members? I think we would be shocked. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I think we would be shocked um, when when we think that we have arrived and we're doing OK. And as long as we're caring about them, I think we would be shocked if we right. took a poll. Mm-hmm. I really do. So when everything is in its place, the husband and the kids can see what we do how we behave, how we talk, and does that line up with what I do at home and with the example that I, that I want to set? Okay. So how I'm talking to everyone else, how is that lining up with what I have example I have set at home? My husband and my kids, they've seen my faults and failures along with my genuineness and my successes. Can they still rise up and call me blessed. Can they do that? And that's the main thing is whatever I've done, the example I have set, does that enable them to rise up and call me blessed? In my notes, I have, we are to be a wife in such a way that our husband adores us and is happy with the life that they have together. He sees all the hard work we do and love we put into the family and the household and he praises her for it. Not like I said before, not for the recognition, but just you can tell she has the genuine love that she's supposed to have for her husband and for her family. And that genuine love only comes from God above. I was just going to say, it can't be replicated. So uh, it has to come from the heart. So if you're doing, I don't know, no one really sees it, but like if you, if you're doing your dishes and you're doing all these things so that your husband thinks, Oh, I have a great wife. If you're doing it for the wrong reasons, not because you love them, but because you want the praise, mm-hmm. praise probably won't come, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's not, it's, it's not what heart is. So. <laughs> but it's how you feel in your heart that right. you've done. What right. does this line up with what God wants? Right. So the next verse uh, in 29 says many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. I think this woman is hard to find. Don't you think? I mean, yes. <laughs> many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. That's those are big shoes to <laughs> fill. <laughs> I think to achieve this status, it takes a woman that is fully committed to God's plan. Um, this, this doesn't mean that she is perfect, but she's committed. Um, and there's no place for the flesh and its desires to reign, for sure. If we are being what God has called us to be for our husband, he has no need or desire to look anywhere else or be tempted in any way. Um, back to the book with Elizabeth, Elizabeth George. She says it like this. We should be a crown of dignity and joy for him to wear daily. Talking about our husbands, I'm assuming there. Yeah. And the husband thinks his wife is the best above all the other women and has no desire for any other. But that also should go for the other way around. The husband is the best above all others and there's no desire for any other. If you get no thank you or praises from your children or your husband, you are still called to be what God has laid out here in Proverbs 31, which we discussed well ago. I like that that were to be a crown for him to wear. We should be a crown of dignity and joy for him to wear daily. I think I like that. And you know, in my notes, I actually have also, if you aren't married or have children, I know there's probably some women probably thinking, I don't need to listen to this Proverbs. Well, there are actually things in this Proverbs 31 that you can be 
still, even if you are, you do not have children and you can still be that virtuous woman. Yeah. I think it's definitely designed for everyone. Um, because, um, this king's mother was telling him what to look for well if he's if she's telling him what to look for in a woman that woman's not married she already right. possesses the things that set the stage for her to be this virtuous woman so that brings us to proverbs thirty-one thirty: favor is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman that feareth the lord she shall be praised so this word favor um i, st- I started looking it up um and i found that it has many definitions um, support, like, approval. But the last one kind of struck me, and, and I believe that this is what the verse is saying. Um, give something that someone wants. Okay, this is favor. I'm showing you favor. I'm giving you favor. Um, and I, I guess I have not understood that meaning of favor until I started st- studying this out. Um, Remember, this is a finding a wife course from a mother to a son. Um, She is saying it does not matter what a woman will do for you. This is insignificant to happiness, joy and love. Um, You know, and it talks about just just many different commentaries that I've read. Um, What is she willing to give you something that should not be yours until after marriage? Um, This is definitely something that you want to steer away from. Although I think the flesh, that's what the flesh is wants. The the flesh thinks that it, you know, wants this um, sort of thing. So again, in this verse is the word vain. Beauty is vain. Um, Looking that up, um, I found a couple definitions. Having an exclusively high opinion of one's looks, abilities, or worth. And also producing no results or useless. So this is not to say that a woman should not take care of herself. But this is a warning to both parties. Well, as Pastor Gary always says, you can have that cheerleader. You can have the football captain as a the perfect couple, you know, going through school, blah, blah, blah. They look perfect on the outside. But what happens over time? You get fat. You lose your hair blah, 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 blah. You get old, you know, same old, same old. So it's not all about the outward appearance. The number one thing young men and women, or even if you're older, if you're single, you can be looking for this. Um, Looking for a mate for life. This is what you should really dwell on. Are they a Christian? And how is their walk with the Lord? They can say they're a Christian, but their walk be absolutely terrible and not really per se be a Christian, if that makes sense. Right. So basically you need to watch their walk and how they talk because you can say you're a Christian all you want, but does your fruit show it to me? That's very, very important. Um, like in verse 30, do you fear the Lord? Are you hundred percent committed to God? Um, work on our inner beauty because it's what matters to do this. We need a personal relationship with Christ and we get this through reading, studying, attending church, and also alone time with him. It's just like having a relationship with your, your spouse. You want closeness and for it to be special, you want alone time. It's the same thing with Christ. He wants our alone time. He wants us to be there with him and have our intimate intimacy with him. So yeah, definitely men, this is not the focus for you when choosing a bride. We're not looking for someone that um, is vain in her beauty. Um, Because remember, um, we talked about how vain was 
um, vanity is useless. It's, it's for nothing. Um, it will burn up. And women, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are. Um, it will not mean a thing if you are not seeking to be beautiful as a whole by fearing the Lord. We find that most women seek to be praised for their outer beauty. When we have read and been taught and know that they, the only beauty, the only praise that remains and won't be burned up is that which the Lord finds beautiful and praiseworthy. Um, so if it doesn't, if it's not beautiful to him and if it's not praiseworthy of him, it's just going to burn up. And we're taught this, we're, we're taught this in Sunday school. We're taught this in sermons, um, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we're taught that. And yet we still seek the praise of other people. Yeah. I think again, the kind of, like I said before, if you're looking for that praise, then it, it just shows where your heart is. But two beauty. Um, I take that as like physical beauty. Cause I think that we naturally have a beauty of God when we're, what we're supposed to be. So when we're um, being selfless, putting other people first, serving other people, behind the scenes not for people to see but we're, we're doing things like how god wants us to that's the beauty that we portray that's the beauty that's attractive that's what the other you know they should be looking for and so that's where our beauty comes from and that's a lasting beauty that's not something that's going to fade but unfortunately that's not the way the world portrays everything it's it's always hollywood you know your slim blonde blue eye blah 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 you know what i'm saying all this that's not that's not biblical yep. you know what i'm saying we need to go by the bible we need to just like rachel said we it and just like you said chrissy it's it's not that we can't wear makeup and nice clothes and that's not and jewelry and you know what i'm saying it's it's not about that it's it's about our heart you know we can still make ourselves up and be a witch but yes. we can also make ourselves up and be what god wants us to be right. it, it, i don't know it's it's just our heart it, yes it's a, it's a christ-centered beauty that's right. where it comes from yes Thank it's, you, Rachel. I was trying to get somewhere. There. <laughs> it's, Wrap it up with the bow. There you yeah. go. And it's not to say that when we walk away from that mirror, that we can't be pleased with what we see. Right. That's not saying that we can't do that. But what is your focus? I mean, I care more about how um, I, you know, we just had our secret sister uh, dinner out in the fellowship hall on Tuesday. And I had no idea that Kim was my secret sister. I had no idea about that. Um, and even when she's talking, I have no, I had no idea. And some very, very nice words that she said about me, that's what I want to be, you know? And I believe that Kim meant that when she said it and that's better than anything that I could ever ask for, because that's what I'm striving to be. Do I fail? Yes, I do. I fail. Um, am I not happy when I look when I look in the mirror and I see that old woman <laughs> staring back at me, no uh, <laughs> I'm it's, it's so discouraging. It's so disappointing. But then if I want to be what Christ wants me to be, aging is a normal part of, mm -hmm. of life. And I want to be what he wants me to be. Yeah. Paul, I'm going to pull this up. So it's not so, it's not saggy. so saggy. <laughs> Talk about the face. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Amongst other things. But, <laughs> you better scratch all that off. No, I wanted to keep that. Um, we're just, I like to have fun. It, and it's, 
I think it's okay to laugh about it, you yeah. know? Um, but it is, it is kind of, I look in the mirror and I'm like, where, what happened? Because when I walk away from the mirror, I don't feel like that 47 year old woman that's staring back at me. I don't feel like that right. at all. Well, some um, mornings. <laughs> it is, yeah, some mornings. Do, or, or when I've sat down in the chair to watch, you know, TV and my, my legs are stiff when I stand up, but I don't feel like that in my heart. And I think that is the key. You know, when I, when we get to the point where we, um, feel like that we can't be effective for God and be what he wants us to be because we're aging, because we're, that's, that's not good. That's not the focus either. But if we are doing things the way he want, we had talked about how, um, that's not the world, way the world sees it. You're right. That is not the way the world sees it. They, they are not looking for that beauty that Christ thinks is important. So the world is not looking for that. However, once, um, a person gets lined up with God, they find that that is exactly what they're looking for. Sometimes it just takes a bit right. for them to realize it. Well, back to what you were saying about Kim being your secret sister. The reason she said that is because how you're living. She's not with you 24 seven, you know, or whatever, right. but she is around you at church. She sees the way you are at church. So that's what she's basing everything off of. Well, I guarantee you, if you set Lucas down and Jamie down and Tom down, they would probably say the same thing because they live with you the 24 seven. Right. There's the key. Okay. With take what Kim said and, and put it with what your family says at home. Does it line up? Does that make sense to me? That's right. very important. Yeah. And, and listen, I, I fail daily, but my desire is for that. That's what I want people to see in me. I want them to know how much I love Christ because that's, that's what brings true joy. It really, it really does. That's what brings true joy. Um, I may think that it may be something else, but once words are spoken, once things are, you know, conveyed to someone on the example that you're actually setting for them, um, in their life, that's when it hits home and you're like, Oh, this is what it's all about. This is what brings me joy. This, this was the plan. Like I've always said, it matters how you live. I mean, people are watching you, whether you like it or whether you don't, people are watching you. Yes. That should bring us to our last verse of the day. All right. So here we go. Wipe our tears away <laughs> as, we, as we read our last one. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So I've said this before, um, behind every good man is a good woman. Um, this is true. But God seems to take a turn here and kind of shine a different light on this. A virtuous woman is to be given back a portion of the fruit of her hands to use at her disposal. Not really that she deserves it, but because it's a good practice. So the husband takes back and, and or takes and gives back to her what she has given for her to use um, at her disposal, whatever she wants to do with it. So let her own works praise her in the gates. So her works need to have praise in her name, not her husband's name. Um, he is willing to let her um, works that she has done for Christ show in her name and not take the credit for them. Is that Does that make mm -hmm. sense? We don't do the things we do for recognition from man. We want God to be pleased with us, but... When your name is mentioned, it would be nice to have something that stands out to people. How sad would it be when people mentioned your name 
all that came to their mind or out of their mouth about you was negative things. I've thought about that. I'm thinking, I don't want that. You know, I, I want people first to know that I love my Lord and I want him to be proud of me. That's my number one goal is for him to be proud of me. And that's what I'm working on now tremendously in my mind in my life is basically just to be what he wants me to be. Second, I would like for my husband and my children to be proud of me. And third, I want others to know who was the most important person in my life. And what come to mind um, when I was going over this last verse, um, it's like in the last verse of loving my Jesus. I don't know if I can get through this or not, but <clears throat> when all is said and done, when my last song has been sung, I stand face to face with the one who gave all for me. May all I have to show be all that matters most, making your great name known. Let this be my only legacy. Basically, let the life I live be the testimony for him. And that's how I want to live my life. That's that's my goal. Is And you know, sadly enough, that has not always been my goal. Um, I've learned over the last few years, this is more of my goal than it ever has ever been. And I'm so thankful that he has changed my life, changed my mind, changed my heart into wanting to be what he wants me to be. This is definitely never to promote her um, by any means. Um, it just displays her example to all of what God wants her to be and what she has accomplished for him. Because we all know that everything um, that isn't for him will burn up every single bit of it. And I, I, I agree with you. None of us have always been this, you know, and I think that God is just using this right now for us to be able to see, um, Rachel has made those changes in her life. And really we knew that they were good changes in her life. Um, but we couldn't really respect them and, and understand the full beauty of them until we started doing this. And it's like you said, um, this is your focus now. It hasn't always been, um, but what, what a great example Rachel is setting for us. And now we can fully see what God wants us to, Mm -hmm. to see in a real live person, right? Something to, as an example to strive for. Mm -hmm. I think too, you were saying with Kim, and that's what I liked about Tuesday with how we had to go around and say something about each person. I don't think we should just go around, you know, lifting up people all the time as far as like that shouldn't be their goal is to get lifted up but um I never consider myself a Proverbs 31 woman I still don't but knowing that you guys think that of me means a lot and I recently received something from someone else um it's good to know God's working in me and um I received a letter from someone that means a lot to me I've never seen coming and it just affirmed all the things God's been working in me and to see the fruits of that. Right. There have been some um, times when I have questioned um, the example that certain women, um, even in the church, have strived to set for all of us. But I've had this talk with Jamie um, several times that even though I don't agree with some of the ways that many women have handled things. Um, I think that they meant well and they were doing exactly what God wanted them to do. Even if it rubbed my flesh the wrong way, I don't, does that make sense? (laughs) I think this has been a very, very good 
podcast study to do. I didn't know it was going to take five sessions, which mm-hmm. I don't really care. I think it's been absolutely fantastic. Yes, me I mean, too. it showed me a lot of places where I definitely need to move up. I'm hoping that's our goal with this podcast, not to get our names out there or be something or whatever. It's for other women to know how you're supposed to live biblically. And um, we're trying to be real with everything here. As you can hear, we're, you know, we mess up, we laugh, we cry, you know, we're being real. And we want you guys to know that we're just women going through this journey together, learning and being what God wants us to be. Right. And and they're not alone. We, so many times Satan likes to make us feel like we're alone and that we're the only one that thinks this way or we're the only one that acts this way. And that is not the case. You know, the Bible is clear. It tells us there's nothing that you're going through that your brothers and sisters aren't going through as well. Um, And that should bring us some comfort, you know, because no longer are we singled out. We're in the midst. We're in good company when it Mm -hmm. comes to faults and failures. Um, But we're also in good company when it comes to um, successes. And I think that that is key. We just want to be what God wants us to be. We feel like there's a story to tell. And if we can tell our story, then that may uh, make a way for you to be able to tell your right, story. Right. Well, I'm a pastor's wife. So when you say you're a pastor's wife, I mean, what is kind of the first things that you think? She's got to be holier than thou, you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I am far from holier than thou. I make mistakes. Yes, I still have my temper flare up every now and then, not necessarily in front of the church people. This is mostly at home with me and my husband. <laughs> but... I'm, I have a flesh too. You know what I'm saying? So just like I said, this is us being real, being a yeah. pastor's wife. I mess up. You're a deacon's wife. You yeah. mess up. I mean, we all I mess, mess up. up too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a preacher's kid and a pastor's kid. So yes, she messes up, but we're all real together yeah. and we're learning and being on this journey. And like yeah. my brother always says, we're enjoying this journey together. Yeah. You know, what a joyful journey it is. It truly is. And God is using this to help m- make that journey just all the more joyful right as far as i'm concerned well when this kind of all came about as far as the podcast i'm thinking nope can't do it nope can't do it <laughs> but god has really richly yes. blessed in this whole thing yes, he has. and it, it's all about him it's not nothing about us it's it's all about him so but we really appreciate rachel being with us these five podcasts on this subject and yes. she will be back in the future we yep. don't know when but she'll be back and we're very thankful that she joined us. Yep. Yeah, and we're excited. We don't know exactly which way God is going to take us um, in the upcoming segments, uh, but we are praying about it, and we um, hope that you will help us pray about that as well. Rachel, if you want to explain to him about the subscribing or following our Goodness and Gracious podcast. Um, if you are on, I think it's the Apple podcast app, um, the little purple thing um and that's how you're listening to this if you click on the podcast or you go to our actual their actual like page thing in the top right hand corner there's like a little uh what did i say a check mark and if you click that you'll be notified every time that they upload something so instead of having to go and search for them and the name it'll just automatically go into your thing it's like the listening now listening now part and you'll just get updates every time instead of having to go and search for them. And then it used to be called subscribe and it used to be really easy. Now it's like this tiny following, little check mark. It yeah, yes. it'll, it'll so say following. And right. if you do that, you'll be able to be notified. But we are excited for our next podcast and we can't wait for you to join us.
Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) We thank you for joining us for our Goodness and Gracious podcast. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more information about our women's ministry we have to offer, or you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com slash women. We hope you will join us next time, and until then, we pray God blesses you with his goodness and gracious.